again, my lovely listeners. Welcome to another weekly episode of the Millennial Haven. My name is Lola, and thank you for tuning in again tonight with me. So today's episode is going to be about introversion. So this this topic is very, um, I guess you could say personal to me because I myself am an introvert, and I've always thought that, you know, some people who aren't introverts really don't get how or why we behave the way we do and you know so there's a few confusion with it so I figure you know it's time to kind of clear the air on what an introvert is what it is that we actually do in terms of characteristics and you know you know why we tend to behave this way so um, hopefully I can give a little insight on that and you know people can be more empathetic with us fellow introverts so let's get started okay so before I jump into the nitty-gritty what this episode is going to entail tonight um, well first and foremost defining what an introvert is some people typically do know what an introvert is but you'd be so surprised how some people just you know they've always heard of the word but don't exactly know what an introvert is and that's the same that goes with an extrovert too um i'm going to talk about you know characteristics that come with being an introvert and how people tend to confuse introversion with shyness it's very a very common you know mismatch with the two so definitely touch on that and also just you know living with an introvert and not necessarily under the same roof but it could be you know someone you're in a relationship with if you're an extrovert and you're in a relationship with an introvert or even friendships you know or just family members so just gonna touch up on that so without further ado let's start out with defining what is an introvert so that word has been like thrown around for a very long time I remember when I first heard it I didn't know what it was and then I did more research on it and I'm like so this is there's actually a label for how I behave and it's crazy because this introversion versus extroversion thing has been around for many 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 centuries so um but what it means to be an introvert well first and foremost introversion is a somewhat of a personality trait or or personality behavior where a person is typically interested in his or her own mental self So what that means is that they tend to be more reserved people by nature and they more than 50% of the time, in fact, more than 100% of the time, they are preoccupied with their own thoughts and feelings and they tend to want to have a lot of personal space. So like a lot of alone time with themselves. And uh, so um, as an example, they just like to enjoy what I read in an article called uh, uh, solitary activities. So that could be reading, writing, listening to music, you know, stuff like that, that tends to be like a one person activity. So in other words, it's like the opposite of, you know, enjoying social interaction. So, and you know, I, I really personally relate to that And I know I'm an introvert because especially with the fact that I enjoy 
being by myself. I enjoy my own company. Like I, I always crave for personal space. And I, I tell everybody, anybody who knows me knows that I love my personal space. I love my alone time. It just helps me with everything. The thing with introverts, we get this certain rejuvenation or recharge when we're alone as opposed to being with other people. So it's just like we thrive being on our own. We thrive the personal space and alone time we crave every day. It helps fuel us as we, as we go about our daily lives. So if we don't have that, we, we're going to be completely drained. So it's just like really needed, you know. And in comparison to an extrovert, uh, extroversion is the opposite of introversion, whereas it's also a personality trait or behavior where a person actually enjoys being around people and thrives over human interaction. So they're more socially confident and outspoken, and they tend to focus more along the lines of practical realities, whereas introverts were more into our feelings and opinions. So complete polar opposites. But um, that is the definition of an introvert and also the definition um, of an extrovert, just to give you guys a little comparison. Now, um, a lot of people try to figure out what makes a person an introvert. Because when I first heard about this debate, I try to figure out what side am I on. Because even though I do possess some personalities um, of an extrovert, I know I am very well an introvert. I'd say maybe nine, at least nine of the characteristics that I've read out of like maybe 10 or 11 is totally me. So I know I'm an introvert with a little splash of extrovert. Um, but some of the things that people tend to not understand is that, you know, how do you know who's an introvert or not? What makes a person an introvert? And I read in an article, um, it's a psychology article uh, from psych on Psychology Today, actually. So I read this article about uh, a couple days ago. And it was just basically listing out comparisons between an extrovert and an introvert. Um, so uh, one of the characteristics that come with being an introvert is, you know, we tend to get a little overwhelmed from socializing too much and here's a lot of confusion with that some people think that because you're an introvert you don't like being social that is the complete polar opposite that's not true because me as an introvert yeah I I do get tired and I don't feel like hanging around people because people that know me know that I generally do not like people but that doesn't mean I don't like being social like I go to house parties. I I go out sometimes downtown. Like I like partying. You know I love being around people. It's like a great feeling. Like I I love talking with my friends. You know, I feel I would feel empty inside if I didn't have a social life. But the the thing where people don't understand is that although we do like socializing, too much of it can be draining and as I said before overwhelming so you know we love it to a certain extent so just like you know I 
I can't party. I'm not the typical person who parties all night long. It's a rare occasion that I do that, but I'd say maybe like once or two times a year, I would actually party all night long, but then like it takes a lot out of me. So it's not the fact that I can't hang. It's just personally, I can't really, I feel completely drained like physically, mentally, emotionally, if I put my body through all of that. And, you know, I just need a recharge. And that's when, you know, that's when we have to have our alone time and just recharge from all the socializing that we've done. So it's not that we don't like being around people. We just have, we can only take it to a certain extent, as I said before. So that's another character. That's a characteristic. That's one characteristic. You know, I said before, we love alone time. And this is one confusion that a lot of people get about introverts. Just because we love being alone does not mean we are lonely. Okay? We are not lonely people. I am in a relationship, so I am not a lonely person. I just enjoy being alone because it's just a great feeling to enjoy your own company. And the thing is that I feel like it's beneficial, you know, if you can't enjoy your own company and constantly need to be around people, I feel like you can't even survive in the world by yourself. So it's just good to just be alone sometimes. And, you know, personally, a book is enough for me. Now, when I was talking earlier about the, uh, what do they call it? The solitary activities that I was talking about. So some of those, some of those activities include, you know, reading, writing, and listening to music. That is me 1000%. I love reading books. I'm a fast reader. Like some part, I don't know which part of my brain it is, but it's like when it comes to reading, I'm like a freaking genius. So I love reading books. I love learning new things. I just, it's just me. I'm a reader. So, and I love listening to music. It's so therapeutic, especially instrumentals. Like I love it. I thrive off of it. It rejuvenates me. It's like the best feeling in the world. And I'm a journal and I'm I am a journal freak too. I love writing. I just recently got back into it when I went back to therapy and my therapist encouraged me to write my thoughts. I haven't been doing it a lot lately, but it does help and I do enjoy it a lot. I've been journaling probably since I started puberty, even before then, but it's like, you know, that's my thing as an introvert. That's what I enjoy and that's when I thrive. Another com, one of the few characteristics um, that you that you most introverts have is that you know they we like to choose our friends very carefully. So people who know me know that I have severe, severe trust issues. Like I don't even know how I'm in a relationship right now, but I, people just I've given my trust to people and they've let me down before. So you know. I like to be careful with the people I hang around with, the people that I allow in my home, especially. It's just the people I talk to. I I tend to prefer, and most introverts tend to prefer quality over quantity. So I might not have, I know a lot of people, 
but I might only have like a very small circle of friends. Maybe like I only talk to maybe like maybe less than 10 people probably on a daily basis. And I know a lot of people, but you know, I love the quality of friendship versus, you know, the quantity of friendships. Like I don't need that many people in my life because that's just going to start trouble. So, you know, we love, we, we love just having our small knit of friends, like our small circle. And, you know, some people like big, big friends, but me personally, and I'm sure another fellow introvert would say the same thing. You like to keep it small. You know, I feel like it's less drama that way. And, you know, it's our trust can only go so far. So we we're very careful with that. And we don't like to share it with just anybody. And that goes with like opening up to people. So we we tend to, you know, try to choose our friends carefully and choose the people who we want to open up to because we tend not to open up so easily like it, it took me a while to start talking about my mental issues with my boyfriend like maybe like two years into our relationship one time I, I, I kind of just bottled up to myself but it takes a while so we tend to just be like that and even in social gatherings we like to be quiet like you know it doesn't mean that we're stuck up or anything like that we don't like to socialize Personally, I like seeing my friends enjoy themselves and I'll occasionally occasionally hop in, but you know, I sometimes just like watching my friends have fun, seeing them have fun and then be happy, you know, it does something for me. So, you know, it doesn't mean I'm stuck up and I don't like to talk to people. I mean, I don't sometimes, but like not all the time. So it just takes me a while to get to know people and that's all. Another thing about introverts is that we love deep conversations. That whole small talk like, oh, what's your favorite color? How's the weather? You know, oh, you, did you did you hear about what's going on? Like, oh, it's crazy. You know, we don't really do that. Personally, for me, I love having meaningful conversations. I feel like it is a great way to feed the soul it is stimulating mentally and emotionally and I just love it I love it when people you know it gets annoying when people try to poke my brain but like at the same time I don't stop it I want to keep you know you know keep poking around and see see how far I can go and I just love having deep conversations they just they're meaningful and I feel like on an intellectual level it's just like it's very attractive to me like I love having these things like a person who has deep conversations with me I find them extremely attractive you know you know looks are great but I I'm more on personality and like what's in your brain so you know we tend to like to prepare in advance we like to we're more or less well we're less impulsive compared to extroverts and we most definitely hate change I don't like change if I have to adapt I will definitely learn to but that doesn't necessarily mean I like to so I just like unless I'm making the change I just hate unexpected change which leads to the fact that most introverts if not all do not like surprises I tell my boyfriend every freaking time every we sell we give each other gifts for three times a year it's for our anniversary our birthdays well four times our anniversary 
our birthdays and Christmas. And I every year I tell him, do not surprise me. I hate surprises. I don't like them. It makes me anxious. I get crazy. I try. I, I, I resist from snooping. I just don't like them. But he still tries to surprise me. It's just the introvert in me. I, it's not for me. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And it's not like I'm trying to be, you know, an asshole. I just... <laughs> surprises make me anxious and I have anxiety so I, I don't like being riled up you know it's funny because I love surprising people I just don't like being surprised so this is really weird um uh, another there's a lot of um characteristics one another one is that you know we can deeply concentrate on almost anything we can get distracted but when we lock on something, the concentration is prolonged. And it's one of the things that I actually really love because um, as people who know me very well know that I can easily tune almost anything out. So, and that is one of the gifts I am truly happy to have because sometimes you just, when a lot of stuff is going on, you just really, really, really need to tune the whole world out and just focus on you and try to, you know, get it together before you lose it. Like, last thing I want to have is a panic attack. So I try to, you know, try to tune things out. And it is it is extremely beneficial for me because sometimes when someone's freaking annoying me, I could just tune them out, whether I just put my headphones in or I just lock on something and just zone out and I think sometimes I feel like some people wish they had that gift it's like honest for me it's the best thing ever so I can control it so it's like pretty cool so I, I guess you could say it's a superpower of mine so um, but a lot of introverts we we do tend to deeply uh, concentrate on a lot of stuff that's why I feel like yoga is more so for an introvert than an extrovert because I feel like an extrovert would be uh, easily distracted. Um, and we just tend to, one last one is that we tend to think before we speak. Now, my boyfriend, he is somewhat more of an extrovert and sometimes he says stuff that, you know, when you're like riled up or angry or anything and you know sometimes you just have to say stuff to just get it out personally I tend to just kind of think about what I'm gonna say before I say it because I don't want to you know either hurt someone's feelings or I don't want to put anything out there or whatever like that no it's just or say something I'll regret so it's just you know like I guess depending on the situation could be a good or a bad thing but that's just one of the difference between being an extrovert and being an introvert. So, um, so now that's, you know, I figure that's not all of them, but it's a good idea on what and what entails in being an introvert. So as far as characteristics go. Okay. So right now we're going to take a little break, but when we do come back, we're going to touch up on a little common theme that a lot of people mistaken introverts for and that is being shy so it's very very common that people think that introverts are shy so I'm gonna 
kind of touch on what the actual differences between being an introvert and being shy. So, and it'll also lead to other, you know, common mistakes that people tend to mix up with being introverts. So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back. So, uh, as we were discussing earlier, uh, we were just—I was just basically giving you all a f- good feel on what an introvert is and what type of characteristics that are associated with being an introvert. So, before we took a little break, I mentioned that the next, uh, I guess, subtopic that we're going to talk about in regards to being an introvert is how most people tend to confuse us introverts with being shy. Now, although a lot of people tend to view being an introvert and being shy as the same thing, scientifically speaking, they actually are completely unrelated terms. So, you know, you see it on TV, Sometimes you see it in real life. And I feel like some people, especially the extroverts, they tend to, you know, take that offensive. Well, it's not offensively. They just, you know, tend to think that just because, you know, we don't like socializing or talking to people, they think that, you know, we're shy. So so they tend to always associate being an introvert with being shy or having shyness which in fact is actually not true. Uh, I read an article last week, um, just trying to get a good idea on what the difference is between shyness and introversion. And according to, um, you know, one study is that, you know, when you're being shy, it's more on the lines of being it's more on the lines of a behavioral thing whereas being an introvert that kind of is more related to sociability so what i mean is that with being shy it tends to you know involve a certain lack of interest in socializing with people so whereas being an introvert, we tend to have a fear of socializing. So it kind of just all comes down to that, you know, the lack of interest is completely different from a fear of socializing. So, you know, in the article that I read, it states that um, sociability refers to the motive, strong or weak, of wanting to be with others, and that is closely related to being an introvert. Whereas being shy refers to a behavior when with others, inhibited or uninhibited, as well as feelings of tension and discomfort. So the differentiation, and I'm quoting this actually, so what it says in the article 
is that the differentiation between motivation and behavior is consistent with the ability many of us have to behave like extrovert when we choose. Whereas shy people, they cannot turn their shyness off or on. So basically, you know, just because just because one person is shy doesn't mean they don't like to be around people. And, you know, vice versa, just because one person doesn't like to be around people doesn't mean that they're shy. So, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's really tricky, but, you know, introverts, we love being social. It's, it's part of our, our, our daily living, to be honest. Whereas shy people, they have absolutely no interest in socializing with people. It, it's like... I guess a very, very uncomfortable setting for a shy person to be in a a social circle. You know, they, they don't like discomfort. Nobody likes discomfort. So, you know, they tend to just like not have any interest in socializing. Whereas, you know, we as introverts, we just have a certain fear of socializing, even though we do want to socialize with other people so it's not that we don't want to it's it's just it's just a scary thing and you know you know we want we want to be able to have a social life but again as i stated before it's to a certain extent and in the article um the person the author of the article wrote and i quote although we don't pursue interaction we're not afraid of it either. So, you know, some people just aren't necessarily afraid of socializing. They just don't prefer to, you know, prefer to socialize with people. Some people just like to be loners. And, you know, I always like to tell people that, you know, as I was younger, I was shy, but I feel like I've overcome it a lot now that I socialize with people more but just because you know I overcame my shyness doesn't make me any less of an introvert because again when I'm around people too much it becomes overwhelming and draining so it's not a matter of me being shy that introvert part of me kicks in when I feel very overwhelmed with being social and that's why sometimes I just like to sit back and just watch other people have fun it's not necessarily mean that I'm stuck up or you know like I'm better than anybody like that's the last thing I completely feel that's just who I am as a person and that's just how my behavior is so and my personality so a lot of people just tend to you know mix up being shy with being you know introverted it's just they are completely different so one is more on the lines of motive the other is more on the lines of behavior so that's completely different and it's you know some people just can't turn off that that stuff like i i feel like i can turn off my shyness but it just depends on the setting even with people that I've hung out with for years, sometimes that little inkling of being shy does crep in. But I feel like I'm so much more of an introvert now and I've overcome that, that it's like I don't even consider it being shy. It's just me 
not really liking to socialize a lot. So, but it's, you know, it's a very common thing people mix up. And I just want to make it very clear to all those people who think that we're shy. Us introverts, we're not shy. We just tend to not really thrive too much in social circles. So, you know, just wanted to kind of put that out there. And, you know, anytime you see somebody at like a gathering or whatever and they're being really quiet or whatever, um, don't always think that it's because they're shy. It might, maybe 50% chance it might be because they're a shy person. But as adults now, as we've gotten older and, you know, that we tend to kind of overcome a little bit of that shyness as we get get older compared to when we were younger. It's sometimes it can be more along the lines of just the introvert in us. Yeah, we just like to be in the scene, be quiet, enjoy. You know, not moving, moving or talking. Just you know, just being us. So that's don't take it personal. That's just how we are, and that also kind of leads to you know when. Speaking of being social, when people try to make plans with us and we kind of say no, it doesn't necessarily mean that we don't like you. And that's a lot of, that's one of the things a lot of people tend to mistake in that about us, about us introverts, especially if it's very frequent. It's not that we don't like people when we say we don't want to hang out. You know, it could just mean we just really just don't want to be alone. We we don't tend to thrive in social circles, as I mentioned earlier. And it could just be one of the mo- those moments where we, we kind of need some alone time. Like, I guess, based on my experience, personally, you know, a lot of my friends, they try to invite me to a lot of stuff. It just also... More than likely, it just depends on how my schedule is. I'm a busy person. I volunteer. I volunteer. I am doing a work study at my dance studio. I work full time. I have a second job that I do part time. So my plate's full. So it all just depends on my schedule. You know, just I like scheduling things ahead of time. Sometimes I can have time to do last minute things, but. But then, like, if it's not my schedule, if I feel like I really just don't want to be around people. It is just because I just don't want to be around people. Not that I don't like you. I just really need alone time. And I work in, you know, the service industry. So I work at a law firm. So I am giving my time and attention to other people. If it's not my boss, it's clients. If it's not clients, it's other people hire at my job. You know, if it's not my jo- if it's not other people, it's work that needs to get done. So I'm I'm giving my attention to other people and other things at least ten hours a day. So ten to twelve hours a day, most likely. And like, I just and I would say I would only get maybe a few hours of my time to myself because I'm also in a relationship. So not only do I have to make time for myself, I have to make time for my boyfriend. And that's even hard, too, because we both work really hard. More than a lot of our time is spent at work. So we only have, like, a few hours to spend time with each other. And for an introvert, that's really hard, you know, because we thrive at having alone time. 
and it's so hard to find alone time when things just pop up so when we people try to make plans with us and we tend to turn down those plans more than frequently it's just sometimes it just be like we just don't have the time but sometimes it can be like we really don't want to be around people when we've been around people all day i like i tell my boyfriend i want to hang with you we gotta make time to do that but just like during the week it's so hard because i'm talking to people all day and like when i get home i don't want to move my my lips (laughs) it's like i just want to sit in silence for a couple minutes because i've been around noise all day and that's just the introvert that's just who i am personally like that's my personality So it's just, it's, and I always tell them it's nothing personal. It's not that I don't want to spend time with you. I just need to recharge myself so that I can at least give whatever remaining time I have left to spend time with him. And once I do that, I have at least six hours to sleep and, you know, recharge myself so I can do it all over again. And I feel like a lot of people take that the wrong way when we say we just need alone time. It really just means we need alone time. You know, that's just how us introverts roll. And I always tell people, just don't take it personally. That's just the type of person I am. I love being around people. I love my family. I love my friends. I love my boyfriend. I I don't think I could ever survive in this world without people with me or my life. So it's just one of those things that I need in order to sustain myself, you know, and just... I'm trying to take as much advantage of it as possible because when I have kids, that's that's a, that's a whole nother situation I got to deal with. But before then, and you know, just give it all my all with myself, and before that, it before that time comes. So, you know, just don't begin. Don't take it personally, and you know, we we are really cool people. <laughs> so. We we do love being around people. We just have, you know, it's like gas. You know, we got to refuel every time when it's on E. So, you know, too much conversations and socializing can be tiring sometimes. So that's why it's kind of hard for me to party all night long when I just really want to sleep and recharge. So, but, um, you know, I think another thing that people tend to and I think I mentioned this actually earlier uh people tend to think that we're lonely people we're not lonely people we just love being alone so for all those people who think we're lonely and we need to find people it's completely the opposite sweethearts we rejuvenate ourselves when we're alone whether we're reading, for at least for me, whether I'm reading, listening to music, you know, or just like laying in the bed, just listening to everything around you. We thrive off of that. We just like being alone and we enjoy it. And I think it's a special gift if you're able to enjoy your own company because, you know, at some point in your life I feel like some people do end up being alone especially when you get older and you know you're that person where 
-hmm. a lot of your family has passed on passed away your friends have passed away and you're just alone you know if you're the type of person that really thrives off of being around people but then you really don't have people at that time that's very crazy and you know I feel like a lot of people need to train their brains to you know enjoy their company because you know no one can make you happy but you and I more than half of the time I try to make myself happy and you know I tend to succeed sometimes I need other people to help me out but you know that's just how it is so once again we love being alone we just we aren't lonely so don't make that mistake again now moving forward to the last subtopic of this episode now that you guys know what an introvert is the characteristics that are associated with being an introvert and the common mistakes that people tend to associate with being an introvert my last subtopic is going to be about how one person can live with a with an introvert in their life and i'm not talking about relationships although i i i want to use you know that as a really good example this could also also apply to you know a family member or it could also apply to friendships you know cuz it's hard to be friends with an introvert as well as it's hard to be friends with an extrovert. So, um, definitely if I speak on relationships, I definitely want people to apply that to other situations too. So just beyond the romantic aspect of it. So, you know, just kind of just get a good feel on how, you know, one extrovert and an introvert can maintain that balance in their relationship and basing this off of you know my own personal relationship there's a lot of things I've discovered uh, along the way in regards to trying to figure out how to live with our opposite behaviors now before this episode I went to read an article um, from psychology today it was written by Miss Sophia Dembling, and the title of it is called Introverts and Extroverts in Love. Can an introvert and an extrovert find happiness together? Um, in the article, she took an excerpt from a column by um, a really, I guess she's a famous columnist. I don't know her, but her name is Carolyn Hacks. And um, a woman wrote to her about, you know, living with her boyfriend and how, you know, they're polar opposites. She's, um, an, I, I'm assuming she's an introvert and he's an extrovert. Um, and in this um, excerpt, and this is quoted, uh, the person, she says, we seem to move at different speeds with wanting to do things and needing time together with others and alone. And I completely relate to that because that is exactly how me and my boyfriend are. I am an introvert, he is an extrovert. It's it is hard. Like we have been together for five and a half years now. I don't know how we do it, but we try to make it work. It it's really hard and you know, what this person said is, you know, I think 
the fundamentals of a relationship, which this person said is trust, love, and great communication, you know, it's all there, I guess, to to hold that relationship. And that's definitely, you know, what we have, more or less. We We have love, definitely. We try to be, you know, open with communication. And, you know, trust is, like, a very important thing. Like, sometimes one is more trusting than the other, but, like, we, without it, the relationship would die even more so um, despite us having different personalities and you know um going outside of that of what that woman wrote in the call to the columnist um so miss sophia wrote in her article giving her long-term ex- uh, relationship as an example that you know She and her husband are the same way. Um, In an article, she says that they've been married for 20 years and they are both... One is an introvert, the other is an extrovert, but they've been together for more than two decades. So she's saying it can work. And like I said, this doesn't have to apply to relationships. This could apply to friendships as well, too. So any personal relationship, I feel like this could work. And... In her article, she mentions that, you know, in order for extroverts and introverts to coexist in a relationship, uh, the essentials needed are mutual respect, compromise, compassion, and empathy. And I couldn't agree with her any more now than than I did when I read the article the first time. Especially that empathy. Oof. Like, I feel like without it, a relationship is completely empty, you know? And the other stuff are just as important as well. You know, I feel like with those essentials, those essential tools, any person can be able to coexist with another person, whether it be a partner, a friend, family member, any person whether they're both intro whether they're both introverts or they're both extroverts or one's an introvert or one's an extrovert i feel like those things can exist can exist in a relationship and can help with long-term goals and long-term relationships you know um in her article sophia lists about you know she gives a few advice about what to do when living with somebody who is the complete opposite of you personally anyway. And this is just pertains to introverts and extroverts. So, you know. Uh, there is a few of them that she mentioned. But only I'd say about four maybe stuck with me. And um, the first one that she mentioned. Well, at least one of them that she mentions. Is that, you know, either personality traits is of equal value so just because I'm an introvert doesn't mean I'm better than my boyfriend and just because he's an extrovert doesn't mean he's better than me we're both equal we're both of equal value into the relationship we're just different and to me there's nothing wrong with being different I like different it's like my thing it's my go-to I don't like things normal, quote, normal, unquote, whatever that is, you know, it's cool being different. I feel like if I was in a relationship with somebody who was exactly like me, 
ah, probably strangle them. So <laughs> it's it's good to have differences. There's just nothing wrong with that. And I feel like most people feel like just because you're completely different and incompatible, well, I guess you're, you're, you're if you're incompatible in some ways, it doesn't mean the relationship is doomed. You just have to find a way to compromise. And that was one of the essentials that um Sophia mentioned. You know, you gotta being in a relationship requires compromising, and with those differences, you have to come to respect them. Like, I even before I was in a relationship, I grew up respecting other people's differences i don't like judging people because they're different because i am also different i'm weird as fuck so it to me for me judging people for that that's like i might i might as well just slap myself in the face for that because it's just it's not wrong in my heart i can't judge people it's just not me because i'm no better than anyone else i'm put on this earth just the same way people are i'm just i'm just here to live my life and, you know, just because I'm different and I do something one way doesn't make me better than anyone else who do it the other way. So that that respect is very, very important when it comes to differences. And I tend to apply that respect a lot in my relationship. Like, we, me and my boyfriend, we, we're different people. We like mutual things, but... We're, we're different people. We grew up in completely different settings. We we have different outlooks on life. Like I said, he's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So that's like the perfect start right there to tell you that we're completely different. I think the thing that makes it work after all these years is that we both have a mutual respect, even though one of us tend to slip up on that respect and unintentionally disrespect our differences. Which, you know, we both call each other out on it and, you know, just be like, we apologize and just try to go back to that mutual respect. So it goes a long way. Another thing that she mentioned is that we should embrace the differences. And I fully agree. Um, As a person, as myself, myself, I don't like talking to people I'm not a party starter like I don't like being the center of attention or getting things going I just I always want someone else to start everything and then I just follow suit so it's it's really hard especially when I go to you know social gatherings that I may not be familiar with so it's just really hard and but with my boyfriend he oh my goodness he's such a social social bird he he'll talk to anybody about anything and he he loves starting conversations he loves talking to people and like that's one of the things i really do like about him it could be annoying sometimes especially when i don't want to talk to people but the fact that he's a he a, a social butterfly that's what i meant yeah he's a social butterfly and the fact that he kind of gets talking gets it going with conversation it helps me a little bit get out of my shell because I, I don't like to be the starter of conversations. You know, it depends on the situation. But he's definitely beneficial when we go out. So it's like, you know, he can he bring he can bring new friends in our lives. And, you know, the introvert in me can try to create 
you know, peaceful spaces in our home. Like, um, I try to, we have a two bedroom condo and the second one is used for, you know, office work. And though it's supposed to be shared by both of us, I tend to give him that space because, you know, I want him to be able to have a space to call his own, whereas I try to find a space to call my own and, you know, just having my own little Zen corner or something like that, you know, just that's usually me. I like to create space for everybody so that they can be happy and relax where like I've grown up my entire I've I've lived my entire life sharing things with people where I just want my own space and I, I feel like I never got that and sometimes I feel like I've been robbed of that so I try to create that personal space as much as I can in my home and in my relationship with my boyfriend so you know it's just we just have to kind of work it out and you know creating that and embracing those differences you know they help make our relationship stronger and enhance it so you know rather rather than us just fighting because of those differences um another thing is that she um Sophia Demley mentions that we should set guidelines for socializing and that's like a it's a top 10 thing in our really my relationship you know when it means set guidelines for socializing just because one person doesn't want to socialize does not mean the other person can't. So if I don't want to go out somewhere, I try not to hold that against, you know, my significant other. If he wants to go out, I'm like, go ahead. Like, I always tell him, just because I don't want to do something, don't make it seem like I want to stop you from doing it. If you want to hang out and go out, please do it. I want you to go and have fun. I don't want to be the reason why you're stuck in a house because, you know, that makes me feel bad and I feel like an asshole if I do that. So I try to, you know, encourage him to to do what he wants um, because uh, in the article she says, you know, your extroverted partner is entitled to the freedom to socialize alone. And I'm like, I totally agree. And whereas, you know, if he doesn't want to socialize but I do you know he should also give me that freedom to or rather he not give me rather he let me get that freedom to go do what I want to do like I don't want him holding me back and I don't want to hold him back either and that was kind of one of the problems that we had when we first started our relationship you know I'm because he moved to where I grew up so I knew more people than him and sometimes he would either have to work or he just doesn't feel like going out. And when I want to go out, he kind of feels bad or at least upset that I'm going out without him. So kind of tries to hold me down. And that was just the beginning stages of our relationship. So we've worked it out. Like, it's been years now. So we've, we, we've talked. It was a conversation that came up. We talked it out. So far, we have a system that works. And, yeah. We just try not to hold any animosity towards each other. I think our just big thing is that we, you know, communication is the key and the common courtesy of letting your partner know where you're going and just like when you're coming back, just so that they don't have to worry about anything or if they have to cook dinner, but 
you're not coming back till later, then they don't have to worry about that. So just, you know, common courtesy definitely goes with setting guidelines for socializing. Um, and the final thing that uh, this person mentioned in her article, and I feel like this is very important to me as an introvert, is negotiating quiet time. And it's just like, quiet time is like my time. <laughs> so I, I I tend to, I call it Lola's time. Because I just, after work, I need a moment to just recharge. And like, I know sometimes I feel so bad because I haven't seen my boyfriend all day long. And I want to spend time with him. But I'd rather spend time with him with some good energy I have left rather than half-ass energy, if that makes sense. And I'm sure a bunch of my, a bunch of you who are listening who are introverts understand what I'm talking about. You know, um, we just have to negotiate those things. And, you know, solitude for me is very important. And I think it's important in any relationship, you know. We need to thrive individually as opposed to together, you know, because heaven forbid we split up. And if we're just so if if our relationship was completely based off of thriving off of each other, if we break up, how are we able to survive on our survive on, on our own if we've been thriving off of each other? So I try to, you know, encourage more individuality between us just just to have a healthy balance, you know. And it's something that I've, it took me a while to learn this, but I've come to the point where like, I feel like I don't even have to apologize for this because it's just who I am. You know, I, and I'm hoping that my boyfriend at this, at this time, at this point in our relationship understands that I can't apologize for this. This is who I am. I thrive on trying to have my solitude because I don't have it throughout the day and I need it in order for me to rejuvenate recharge and just relax so you know and I feel like all you introverts who are listening you shouldn't have to apologize for trying to find alone time for yourself you know to just help you mentally physically and emotionally like you shouldn't apologize for that because that's that again is part of your mental health you need that in your life in order for you to have a healthy lifestyle. But the the key the key to that, at least for balancing it out, is that you you need to be gracious about it. And that's exactly what um, Sophia Dembling mentioned in her article, is that you don't have to apologize for for it, but you do need to be gracious. And as an example, you know. And this is a really good example because this is my everyday life. I always tell my boyfriend, I just need an hour or two of quiet time after I get back from work. And like, I just need that for myself. Depending on whether I have extra work to do with my second job or I'm working overtime. But when I get home, I always tell him I just need Lola time. So that's like two hours at least of like relaxing, rejuvenating and just focusing on me. And then after that, I want to try to make more time for him. So whatever couple hours I've left in during the day, after I've gotten my solitude, I give it to him. So whether it's just cooking or 
watching something, the fact that we're spending time together and I'm giving him my undivided attention, you know, makes it more worthwhile. And that's what I mean about negotiating quiet time. So, you know, it's not that you shouldn't have any quiet time, but you should also just consider it you know, other people who may be affected. Whereas if you're in a relationship, you know, you can have your quiet time, but also spending time with your partner is also part of being in a relationship. It's also part of the health, the healthy aspect of your relationship. If we don't spend time together, the relationship is eventually going to die, which, you know, we try to spend as much time. We try to schedule times together, even plan out future vacations You know, that time together is very important. And, you know, you just, you got to balance it out. And just because, you know, you're an introvert in a relationship with an extrovert doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your solitude. So you make time for you because your mental health is more important than anything else in this world. That's for sure. But also, you know, it's just prioritizing think of you but also don't try to push other things to the side because of that no just gotta find a good balance all right so we've reached the end of our discussion for this episode so we're gonna take another break and um, when we get back i'm just gonna drop a nice little quote on you guys to close out the episode uh it's a really good quote that i found in an article as i was doing a little bit more research um for this topic and you know really really heavily related to you know being an introvert and what it means to you know interact and live with other people who are the complete polar opposite of you so don't go nowhere else we'll be right back So before we finally close out this episode, um, I do want to make a quick side note. Um, there's a book that I think a lot of people should you know, consider reading. Um, it's from the author of the article that I mentioned, Miss Sophia Dembling. And the name of the book is called The Introvert's Way, Living a Quiet Life in a Noisy World. And I feel like a lot of introverts should, you know, really like get the opportunity to actually pick up that book and read it um you can find it on amazon so that's where i found the book so i'm definitely gonna get started on it and just you know only because i'm i'm a friggin' bookworm but i definitely recommend a lot of people picking up that book even uh, people who are extroverts you know it might be a good insight to you know how you can better understand why we introverts behave the way we behave so uh, before we go, here's a little quote that I got from an article from a website called different.com. And it, it's basically an article about introversion and extroversion. So the, um, the, article, the quote goes, the both positions have some merit, but the answer isn't choosing only one or the other. 
but in recognizing the strength of each and allowing all types of people the room and the flexibility to succeed. So, you know, there it is. Like, it just, just needs a lot. You just need a lot of patience, flexibility, compromise. And introverts and extroverts can coexist. You know, just got to put in that work. Okay. And on that note, this concludes this week's episode. Hopefully you guys can tune in next week for another topic. Um, I'm not going to say what it is yet, but it's definitely a very common topic, especially among us millennials today. So I think you guys are going to love it. A lot of people are going to relate to it. I know I definitely relate to it. So hopefully you guys can tune in for that next week. Thank you for joining me in the Millennial Haven. My name is Lola and you guys have a wonderful weekend. See ya.